Welcome to the Line of Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Line of Beat. Today I want to talk about the death of Baby Khalil. And Baby Khalil was only 14 days old. She just came home from the hospital. She was reported missing by her mother, Courtney Bell. Going to bell, see when she woke up, she couldn't find her baby. Then she called 911, reported her missing. Police came out, they looked, they did a search party. They couldn't find her for two days. The third day, they found her. Wrapped in a plastic bag, a shirt, and men boxes, and a duffel bag, and a woods. The father of the baby Khalil, Christopher McNabb, said he got up at 7 o'clock, checked on. Baby Khalil and a two-year-old. They said it was fine. They said he laid back down. He got up about nine. Him and his girlfriend, Courtney Bell, and they couldn't find Baby Khalil. So they called 911. When Police came, they driving around. When they got the phone call that they found their baby, the father of the baby, Christopher McNabb, he hopped out the car, ran through the woods, and went into a Chevron gas station. He owned Campbell, bought him a beer, fussing with the customers, telling the customers he didn't do it. So why would you hop out the car and run if you didn't do it? You get the phone call, you just hop out the car and run through the woods and go to a gas station and get you a bill and fuss with the customers. Tell them that you didn't do it, the police on your trail. Come to find out, he was smoking methamphetamine Corner Bell was smoking methamphetamine. They both was getting high. And they was bringing all kind of people in and out. They trailed her home to smoke dope to get high in front of the children.
So why would he run through the woods if you had nothing to do with it? Number one, you're guilty because you, when you got the phone call, you ran. You got the call, you ran through the woods. And then you went to the gas station. Go to your bill fussing with the customers. Number two, the bag that they found with his bag, with his shirt, with his boxes. The baby Khalil was only 14 days old. The cause of death was blunt, blunt force trauma to the head. But they couldn't find no blood or nothing in the trailer home. And she was beaten. Skull was crushed in. Her little baby teeth that didn't develop was coming out her nose. And Courtney Bell had told the police, the detectives, that Christopher McNair was abusing her, beating on her while she was pregnant. They were smoking dope, getting high. Her father wanted to take the, the kids and, and, and bring them by him. But Courtney Bell didn't want that. And Christopher McNabb said he didn't do it. The father of baby, Khalil. He said he didn't kill his daughter. But all the evidence pointed at him. The bag they found was, was his. The shirt they found was his. The box of drawers they found was his. You're fleeing, you're running from the scene. When you got the phone call that they found your baby. You're running through the woods, sweating dirty, going into a Chevron gas station, getting a beer, fussing with the, the customers, saying that you didn't do it. All the evidence point at him. And Christopher McNabb got sentenced on first-degree murder, a mandatory life without the possibility of parole. Courtney Bell got charged with second-degree murder. She got 15 years in prison, and when she get out, she got 15 years on probation. And with her, her situation, what they were saying, 
she created an environment for all that to happen, even though she didn't physically kill her daughter, but she had plenty of opportunities to go by her father and bring the children by her father to get away from Christopher McNabb and get her life back on track. And but instead, she chose to put Christopher McNair first and smoke dope and get high and put her, her children last. Now Christopher McNair, when he got sentenced, they brought a witness up when he was locked up in jail saying that he was masturbating to completion in, in front of her. He didn't, he didn't talk about his daughter, baby Kalea. He didn't show no kind of remorse, no sympathy. He addressed the witness instead of addressing the death of baby Kalea. If y'all got any kind of comments, y'all want to leave some comments, talk about it. Feel free to leave comments. And this is the Line B Podcast. I'm your host, Line B.
I just don't understand how you find somebody guilty of doing something to a 15-day-old baby because there was no evidence whatsoever that proved anything about me putting my hands on my kids. I've never done it. I never would. I don't believe in it. I was beat as a child, and I don't agree with it at all. And I would never do it. I would never do this. That's all I got to say. I would never do it. I'm innocent. Well, I can make a lot of comments on what you said. I can make a lot of comments on the trial, but I know that would just be arguing with you or talking with you. I'll ask you one simple question. You claim you're innocent, so you tell me what sentence the man or woman that you claim did this should receive. If you ever find out who did them, they deserve to be under the jail. Okay. So they ought to get the maximum sentence. Most definitely. Okay. On the crime of malice murder, I sentence you to life in confinement without parole. On pursuing the death of another, I sentence you to 10 years in confinement consecutive or after count one. Do you understand each of your sentences? Yes, sir. We'll advise you that you have 30 days after today to file a notice of appeal on this case. I'm going to instruct Mr. Carter on behalf of you to file a motion for a new trial to make sure your rights are protected. If you wish to allege that Mr. Carter did not do an effective job, then we'll bring in another attorney to handle the appeal uh, so that issue can be raised. And that's fine with Mr. Carter. He takes no offense. I think he did an incredible job. Well, that's fine. I'm just indicating to you that in order to uh, claim your attorney at trial was ineffective and did not do a good job, you have to raise it at the earliest moment, which would be here. I won't be filing anything against my, my attorney. That's fine. Well, I also want to inform you that if the case is appealed, if the Supreme Court of Georgia affirms your case, uh, you have four years from that day that the affirmation is made in the, what they call a remediator, the case is sent back down here, to file what is known as a writ of habeas corpus, claiming that your body is still being held illegally and unconstitutionally. It has to be done within four years of that day. Four years in one day, they would not listen to it. So do you understand that right also? Yes, sir. Any further rights I need to advise from anybody that you know about? That's right. Okay. Take Mr. McNabb on back.